Hello and welcome to the Fancy Football CU Podcast. This is Andrew here again with you this week. And today we're going to discuss the week 15 slate of games this week. The storylines you need to know for fantasy, it's playoffs. It is the first week of the playoffs in most formats. So there's a lot to get into with that. Um, We'll also discuss that crazy Chargers-Raiders game. Who expected that? But first, as we always do, we need to start with the Word of God. And today we're going to go to the book of Romans, one of the best books in the scriptures, one of my favorites. We're going to go to Romans chapter 8, verse 28, very popular verse. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. That means all things God is working for your good. It might not seem like it. I don't know what you're going through right now. Life is tough. We all have to go through some very difficult things. But if you love God and you want to focus your life on him as you should, God is going to work out all things for your good. might not seem like it, but once you're out of the storm you might be in, you will see in the end that God worked it for your good. Okay, let's start with that Thursday night game. That was insane. Um, the, the Chargers just could not hold on to the ball that first half, no matter what they did. Fumble, fumble, fumble. Gave the Raiders scoring position, and Aiden O'Connell was just throwing some dimes. Um, some of those passes, they were fairly covered, but he anticipated the throw, threw on a dime, um, led us receivers, and they just kept scoring and scoring and scoring. And I love that trick play they ran when O'Connell was out as a wide receiver. It just totally confused the defense. It was crazy. But for the Chargers, Man, if you were an Austin Eckler manager and you ha- didn't have a first round buy, oh, you might you might have to do a lot of work and a lot of prayer because that did not look good. He didn't get double digits. Um, he didn't score. That he per- barely got any touches. Really, the only player fantasy wise that was any useful for the Chargers was Joshua Palmer because he had that broken coverage bomb touchdown. So if you started him, you're like, okay, I feel good there. Easton Stick also did fine. He ended up three, throwing three touchdowns. So, I mean, you'll take that if you had to play Easton Stick for whatever reason. But, man, if you had Eckler, my heart goes out to you. And for the Raiders, I mean, I think the biggest thing was, did you did you start the Raiders' defense? Some people might have. They might have been bold enough because held Minnesota to three last week and um, Easton Stick as the quarterback, no Keenan Allen. You might thought, oh, I'll give it a shot. And if you did, that paid off. You're starting out this week with a huge advantage. And Adams scored. Jacob Meyer scored. I think everybody basically scored. Michael Mayer scored. Um, and if you had to start Aiden O'Connell, he threw for four touchdowns. So, I mean, it was just a crazy game for the Raiders. It's, I truly believe that the Chargers coach is done this year. He might even be done after this game. They just need to start fresh, start with a new face. Okay, now let's get into the um, actually the Saturday slate of games. 
um, with the Vikings and the Bengals. Now, this is going to be an interesting game. It's going to be strength on strength for the Vikings. They're going with Nick Mullins, which I think, I mean, if going on the outside looking at this seems awful. Seems like, oh no, they're going with another quarterback, a third quarterback, technically a fourth quarterback since Jaron Hall started a little bit. Um, you might be thinking, oh man, what are they going to do with their pass catchers? I actually think this is a slight upgrade from Joshua Dobbs because Dobbs was a very good dual threat. He can beat you with your legs. He can extend plays, but he wasn't really seeing the defense well. He was kind of getting scattered feet, happy feet, as it were, um, and scrambling too much when if he read the defense, he could throw a dime, get someone open that can get big chunk yardage. That's what Nick Mullins does. He's kind of like a discount Kirk Cousins, honestly. He's not mobile, but he can read a defense. He has confidence in pushing the ball downfield. So I think the Vikings offense is going to benefit from this. So if you have Jefferson, you have Hawkinson, you feel confident, maybe even Jordan Addison, but the biggest storyline is going to be the running back, running back game. Because Madison's missing this game, he's out. Ty Chandler is going to be the guy with Nwagu in there a little bit. But I think Ty Chandler is going to get a lot, a lot of touches and some dump-offs in the pass game because he's just so fast. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he got 15 to 20 touches this game, honestly. So he could be a huge start for this. And for the Bengals, this is this is where it's strength on strength. What have they been doing offensively here lately? Short pass game, dump-offs, run after the catch. What does the Vikings defense love to do? Blitz. Blitz, pressure, exotic packages where you're not going to be able to have time to push it downfield. So what do you have to do? You have to dump it off. Short passing game screens. That's what the Bengals' strength is. So this is going to be interesting. Strength on strength. I I think that the Bengals' offense is going to struggle compared to what they've been doing the past couple weeks because they played kind of poorish defenses and um jake browning's look great because of those dump off run after the catch but i still think they're going to do okay they're not going to have 38 points scored but they'll be good enough where those pass catchers jamar chase especially slightly maybe less t higgins are still going to do fine jim mixon going to do fine and even their backup chase brown he's going to he's really quick he's fast he might get some um quick screen dump offs with some big chunk yardage so they'll be fine they won't score 38 but they'll be fine next up for the saturday games we have the steelers and the colts this is going to be um a possible playoff um locking game right here because the loser is probably going to be eliminated from the playoffs honestly because they're really seven and seven and that afc wild card playoff race is insane for the Steelers, um, looks like it's going to be Trubisky again. Pickett, I don't believe, is going to play this game. Which, I mean, that's kind of a similar quarterback, so you're not really expecting any difference there. But the main thing is Deontay Johnson is dealing with a little bit of an injury. If he misses this game, that's actually easier fantasy-wise because that's less players that you have to filter through. 
If Johnson misses, then it's George Pickens is almost a must start because he's really their only pass catcher other than Fryer move that you would think that they're going to filter the ball through. And that helps their running backs, which I think that's the biggest start in this game. The Colts' run defense is fine, but it's not great. Mainly their pass defense is the strength of their defense. So I think Najee Harris and Jalen Warren are solid flex or RB2 plays this week. And for the Colts, I believe that um, Jonathan Taylor will miss again. He's been trying to ramp up, trying to see if he can go, but I don't think he's going to. I think it's going to be the Zach Moss show again. He hasn't really done a lot with his touches. He's got a ton of touches, but he hasn't done a lot with him. Um, so he's still startable, but maybe lowered expectations because he's not really getting a lot of yards per carry, not scored, but the volume is still there. You always follow the volume. Um, and then with their pass catchers, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. It's Michael Pittman Jr. and Josh Downs, and that's about it. I think Josh Downs could have a bigger game this week. The Steelers' pass defense is solid, but not against the slot. And that's where Downs is, is lined up all the time. Next game, we have a fun game here for the Saturday games. Broncos and Lions. This is going to be interesting. The Lions have not been playing well lately, and they're playing against a team that's been playing really well lately. So, I don't know. I'm If I was pick, to pick this game, I could pick the upset. I might pick the Broncos, honestly. But it's going to be a really good game. For the Broncos, they are fairly straightforward. There are three guys you're starting, and that's about it. You're starting Cortland Sutton because he is the big body in the red zone, and Russell Wilson just loves to find him in the red zone, and he's been scoring touchdowns left and right. You're starting Javante Williams because he gets a ton of volume. The Lions' run defense is solid, so your expectations are a little bit lowered, but you're not you're not benching someone who's touching the ball about 20 times. And then you're starting Russell Wilson because he's been playing pretty solid. He's a solid floor and the Broncos' pass defense, eh, I mean, the Lions' pass defense has been very suspect lately. And for the Lions, this is going to be interesting because the Broncos' strength on their pa- on their defense is their pass defense. So Amon Ross St. Brown and Laporta lowered expectations a little bit. You're still starting him. You're still starting him, but you're lowering expectations some. But the Broncos' run defense is their weakness. So Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery should feast. You can plug them in as solid RB2s this week. Um, And with Jared Goff, he hasn't been playing well, but this is at home. This is indoors. He always plays better there. I would lower expectations a little bit because of that Broncos pass defense, but he's he's a solid QB2. Maybe a super flex league, you can put him in your super flex. But I wouldn't start him as a QB1 this week. Now going to the Sunday games. There are no teams on bye this week, which is perfect because it's the playoff time. Um, And to get to the playoffs, this is where you don't get cute, so to speak. Make sure you put your guys in that got you there. You put your studs in. You play your high draft picks that have been carrying you. You don't say, okay, who is playing who? This guy might score. This guy might do a lot. He's my boom bust guy. 
I wouldn't do that unless you're projected to lose and lose by a lot. If that's the case, then you might need to get a little fancy, get a little creative. But normally, you play the guys that caught you there. Because this this is it. You win, you keep going. You lose, you're out. So you got to make the best decisions. This is where the decisions either get you a win or get you a loss. And normally, you want to kind of play it close to the chest, play it safe, play your studs. Um, but there are situations where you might need to alter that a little bit. And I'd love to discuss your lineup with you. If you need some help, just hit me up on Twitter or um, go to the website, to the, to the forums, free forums. You can ask any questions you want. But for the Sunday slate of games, the next one up, we have the Bears and the Browns. This one could be kind of fun. For the Bears, they're playing against that really good Browns defense. So um, you're really only playing Fields and DJ Moore, and that's about it. Maybe you want to play Foreman because he looks like he's their guy because everyone's healthy now. And Foreman still got majority of the touches last week against the Lions. He looked pretty, pretty decent. So he's a possible flex play, but against the Browns defense, you're not expecting a lot of points. So be a little cautious with starting him. But you're still starting Fields and DJ Moore because they're awesome. And for the Browns, it is Flacco season. He got paid. He's their starter. He's looked great. Makes you think, why didn't the Jets give him a call? Hmm. But still, he's looked good. You feel confidence in him. The Bears defense has actually been playing pretty solid, but not enough to concern you on Amari Cooper, on Njoku. Flacco's love to get the ball to Njoku. And then Jerome Ford, maybe lower our little expectations because he's already split in touches with Kareem Hunt, and the Bears' run defense is really good. And then next up, the Buccaneers and Packers. This one's going to be a good game. For the Buccaneers, I love discussing about them because it's very straightforward. Rashad White is um, the main guy you're starting because he's looked great. He's just got a ton of volume. He's a solid floor. His ceiling might be a little lower, but he has a high floor. You know you're getting about 12 to 15 points. That's about what you're getting, but sometimes it's nice to know what you're expecting. And then you're starting Mike Evans because he is Mike Evans. Hall of Famer in this, in this future. He is just fantastic. Thousand yards and about eight touchdowns. It's like guaranteed every season. He's looked fantastic. For Chris Godwin, though, I don't know if I would trust him. You, if you don't have a choice, that's okay. But uh, he just, it's, it's hit and miss. It's up and down. He played well last week, but the week before he didn't get a single target. So it's like, eh. I wouldn't start him if I had the choice, but if you have to, that's fine. He's a solid flex type player. And for the Packers coming up, um, it's honestly, it's straightforward there too because of injuries. Looks like Watson's probably going to miss this game. A.J. Dillon probably going to miss this game. I think Jones is going to give it a go, but it's not for sure yet. He's still trying to ramp up, see if he's healthy. So who's going to be their guys? It's going to be two guys. It's going to be Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed. Those are the two guys, Jaden Reed running the ball and um, splitting out why he's the main one you're wanting to start. And Dobbs, because the Buccaneers' run defense is fine, 
but their pass defense is bad. So what do you do against the Buccaneers? You start your receivers, and those are the main two guys you're wanting to start. And the Packers still have a sh- well; they both have a shot at the playoffs still. So they're going to be fighting, playing hard, trying to win as much as they can. So I put Romeo Dobbs and Jaden Reed in my DFS lineups. They're not that expensive. Um, so those are the main two guys you want to start, especially with Musgrave still hurt as well. Next up, we have a game that might not be too pretty. The Texans at Titans. For the Texans, they're just decimated with injuries. I love this team this year. Love their story. But, man, injuries have caught up. Tank Dell out for the year. That's horrible. I have them on a ton of leagues. And, man, that really hurt my chances because mm, he's been awesome. And Nico Collins is dealing with a little bit of an injury. It sounds like he's going to ramp it up and try to give it a go, but it's not for sure. But the biggest thing is C.J. Stroud is officially ruled out, I believe. Um, sounds like that they're going to go with Davis Mills. He's okay. You don't give a, doesn't give you a lot of confidence, though, so I lower expectations with all of these receivers. If Nico Collins plays, you're starting him. But that's about it. Maybe Dalton Schultz, because quarterbacks who aren't very confident, who are backups, they love to target the big guys, the guys that you feel comfortable with. That's Dalton Schultz. And the Titans defense has been playing well lately. Look what they did against the um, Dolphins past past game last week. They basically shut it down to a majority of the of the game. They ran the ball well against them. So Texans um, running backs, Singletary, Damian Pierce, maybe feel okay starting them because they'll probably get more volume that's about it other than maybe dalton schultz and then for the titans will levis looked pretty good last week um and the texan defense doesn't really scare you so be pretty much starting deandre hopkins derrick henry maybe Tajay spears he looked great last week he definitely needs to be on lineups he could be a solid flex option next up we have the jets and the dolphins for the Jets, their offense looked great last week. Um, and the Dolphins' defense has been dealing with some injuries. They're a little suspect. You can you can beat the Dolphins' defense. So I feel comfortable starting Brees Hall, starting Garrett Wilson, and that's pretty much it. You're not going to start Zach Wilson, even though he was a top 10 play last week. And that's a fluke unless he does it more often. But I think the Jets have a shot at winning this game because... For the Dolphins, Tyreek Hill, dealing with that ankle injury last week, even though he fought through it, he did not look like himself. So if he plays, he's going to be a human again. He's not going to be the um, Tyreek Hill mutant that he usually is. He's going to be human. And with Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed playing against him, they might actually have success. And what did the Dolphins' offense look like last week without Tyreek playing well? It looked bad. So I think the Jets have a shot at this game. I wouldn't start two of this week for sure. Um, Mostert is, is a solid play because they just trust him. They trust him in the red zone. All he does is score touchdowns. A chance would be a solid play as well because the Jets' pass rush is awesome. So I think Tua's going to have to dump it off to the running backs a lot. Um, and I would be cautious about Waddle as well because of that secondary for the Jets. It's just insane. For me, 
I'm starting the running backs for the Dolphins, and that's about it. You have to start Tyreek. You have to start Waddle. But I'm just telling you, lower expectations for this week. Next up, we have the Chiefs and the Patriots. Man, what's going on with the Chiefs? Their offense just looks stuck. Mahomes is not a top 10 quarterback, honestly. And this week, playing a good Patriots defense. So if you have another option, it's crazy to say this, but you might be benching Patrick Mahomes. Not saying to do it unless you have a great other option. For example, Matthew Stafford. We'll get to him. He has a great matchup this week. Or maybe a Justin Fields. He's been playing better and you trust his legs. So I don't know. Just up to your lineup. We can discuss it. If you have any questions, send them my way. I'm happy to help. But he's not been the Patrick Mahomes that we drafted. Um, the only other guys you're really starting is whoever is starting at running back. So if it's Pacheco, you feel fine there. If it's CEH, you can start him maybe as a flex. Then you're starting Kelsey, of course. And then Rasheed Rice has been start-worthy. He's been getting more and more and more volume in this past con in this past game, mainly because he's the only guy they trust. Everyone else just keeps dropping the ball. And for the Patriots, this is very straightforward. Sounds like Stevenson's probably going to miss. It's not official, but if he does miss, you're starting Zeke. And I think Pop Douglas is going to give it a go. You, you can start him if you want. But I wouldn't be super confident because the Chiefs' pass defense is pretty good with Snead out there. So honestly, I'm starting Zeke, maybe Hunter Henry, if you're desperate at tight end. And that's it. Chiefs' defense is good. Patriots' offense is not good. Um, but Zeke gets a lot of volume. I put Zeke in my DFS lineup because he looked so good last week, and he's pretty cheap. Next up, we have another possible fun game. Giants and Saints. Man, for the Giants, is Tommy DeVito a real thing? Is he legit? Because he's been playing really well. And he's having a connection with Wondell Robinson Hill here lately. He might be a guy that should be on your radar. Maybe pick up if Tommy DeVito is going to continue to do, do this, play well, and look at getting Wondell Robinson involved. He's a great player. He, was, he had a high, high potential last year, but he tore his Achilles or ACL, something like that. And so he's starting to get ramped up more this year, and he's looked great. And also, Darren Waller. I don't know if he's going to play this year. Sounds like he's going to give a go. He's not going to play this week. He just had a tw his 21-day window opened off IR, so keep an eye on him. I wouldn't force an add-on to your roster yet, but keep an eye on him. Mainly because the, the Giants aren't really officially out of the playoff picture, and they're getting some momentum. Who knows? Anything can happen. The defense has been playing well, and Tommy DeVito has been playing really well as well. And for the Saints, um, it sounds like Derek Carr is going to play. Olave is going to play. So it's fairly straightforward here as well. You're starting Olave. Um, you're starting Kamara, top five running back. He's getting a lot of volume in the pass game. Um, and you're probably starting Taysom Hill because he just gets involved. They love getting him in the ball somehow. And he's been producing. And it's just crazy to think. I mean, that's kind of it for the Saints. If you want to start Shahid, you can. But I wouldn't be super comfortable until, until I see it consistently. And the next up, we have the Falcons and the Panthers. This one, this one's going to be kind of a... Um, 
kind of a low-scoring, low-volume game. Just both teams are going to run the, run the ball, which is actually good for us fantasy managers because for the Falcons, it's going to be John Robinson. It's going to be Tyler Algier. And that's probably about it. I know Drake London had a great game last week, but with Arthur Smith, you can't really trust him. And the Panthers' pass defense, if you look at their numbers, is pretty decent. And what are they weak against? Running the ball. What does Arthur Smith want to do? He wants to run the ball. So I wouldn't be surprised if Robinson and Algier got 20 touches each. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. And so you can start both of those and feel very confident. Um, I put Bichon in my DFS lineup this week. I know that Ritter and this past game looked so good last week, but that was against the Buccaneers. Their strength is their run game. Their weakness is their pass game. Made sense. With the Panthers, their strength is their pass game. Weakness is their run game. So, you know, um, one plus one equals two. Two plus two equals four. So I think they're going to run the ball a lot this week. You can still probably start London maybe as a flex, maybe maybe starting pits if you're desperate at tight end, but don't expect a 29-point game like London had last week. For the Panthers, they've, they've already cashed in their chips. They've already said, we're done with this year. They're trying to keep Bryce Young healthy. They still believe in him, and I would too. This this year is an outlier. Just been a rough year all around. Their offensive line is bad. Their pass catchers haven't really been doing much. They're going to start fresh next year and try to do something a little different. So they're trying to keep everyone healthy. So what are they doing? They're running the ball a lot. So Chuba Hubbard, you can start him probably as maybe a flex. You might have to start Thielen just because he played well and maybe wide receiver two flex, but you're, you don't feel confident with it. And that's about it. I mean, the Panthers offense is just they're, they're cashing it in. They won't look into next year already. Next up, we have a fun game. We have the Commanders and the Rams. This is going to be a high-scoring game, honestly. For the Commanders, um, they just got off their bye week, so maybe they're going to change things up, but I doubt it. I think they're still going to spread the ball around. It's still going to be four or five targets to like five different pass catchers, and it's going to be very frustrating for us fantasy managers. I don't think you can really start Terry McLaurin or Jahan Dotson. Because of that, I mean, you might have to where you drafted McLaurin, but man, he had zero goose egg points the last week they played. And, and I, I just don't know if that's going to change. I mean, yes, he won't score zero points. He'll get targets, but is he going to get you 15 points? I doubt it. Is he going to get you maybe eight or nine? Maybe. Can you live with that? I don't know. I don't know. It depends on your roster. Um, and I don't, and with their run game, Brian Robinson Jr. still isn't practicing. Don't know if he's going to give it a go. If he doesn't, then you can start Antonio Gibson or Rodriguez um, because they'll get more volume. And Rams defense is solid but not great. And um, Sam Howell is probably going to dump it off to him a lot. So those might be the what you start. Curtis Samuel maybe as well because he's their slot guy and maybe he gets a little bit more volume than normal. Because the Rams' pass rush is decent, um, but you're not happy about it. You can start Sam Howell because he throws like 40 times a game and he plays pretty well, but the pass catchers are so inconsistent because they spread it out so much. And for the Rams, this is a really big boom game for them. Commander's defense is just awful. So um, 
Matthew Stafford, he is a huge start this week. He's in my DFS lineup. Their pass games look great. The Commanders' run defense is actually decent. That's something that might be overlooked a little bit. But still, Kyron Williams is still going to be heavily involved, um, even out of the backfield. But you can start every single pass catcher in this game. Kyron Williams included, Pukunakua, and definitely Cooper Cup. They're going to eat and eat well this week. The next up, we have possibly the route of the week, the 49ers and the Cardinals. For the 49ers, this game could get out of hand like the 49ers games usually do. Um, McCaffrey is going to be heavily involved like always. Ayuk, Kittle, Debo Samuel, they're probably going to score or get a ton of volume. And Brock Purdy is going to look great because of his team he has. Now, I'm not a Brock Purdy hater. He's been playing really well. If you pay attention, he's zipping that ball. He's throwing with anticipation. He's throwing some accurate passes. His numbers are inflated, though, because his pass catchers and receivers are just crazy with after the catch and scoring touchdowns. Um, so he's going to be heavily, heavily up there in points. He's a very solid DFS start as well. Um, but this offense is just going to be smooth sailing, all all gears firing, just looking really good because the Cardinals defense is awful and they're just in rhythm. So you start everybody, basically. And then for the Cardinals, I don't know who you can really trust. I mean, James Conner may be a flex because maybe out of the pass game because the 49ers pass rush is going to get to Kyler. Kyler might have a dump it off. You can start McBride because he loves getting the ball to McBride. And Marquise Brown, I don't know. He has not looked good. You might think, hey, 49ers are going to be up big, so the Cardinals are going to try to compete, throw the ball a lot, so Marquise Brown should get more targets. I don't know if that's the case. I'm kind of 50-50 on that. If you need to start him, okay, you can, you can be on that side, but I'm not going to be super comfortable until I see it again. So I'm not starting Marquise Brown, but if you have to, that's fine. You can get him in as a flex, but don't feel too confident until you see him get more targets again. Because since Kyler Murray's come back, he hasn't really gotten all that many targets. Next up, we have possibly the game of the week, Cowboys and Bills. This is going to be fun. So this has the highest over-under of the week. I don't know if that's going to be the case because I think this is going to be more of a physical game, more lots of hitting, um, maybe more punts than you would expect because both offenses have not been like, whoa, they're in rhythm. They're playing well right now, ready for the playoffs. They've been fine, but not great. Um, for the Cowboys, CeeDee Lamb is one of the best receivers in the game. He's going to go off again. And Dak Prescott has been playing really well. You have to play him as well as Jake Ferguson. Tony Pollard, you're starting him, but he's been kind of up and down. He hasn't really been scoring lately. He's been playing a little bit better. But I would maybe lower expectations in this game because I believe this is going to be a little bit on the lower scoring. I mean, they're expecting like 25 points apiece. I might see more of as a 21-17 kind of a game. Um, so maybe lowered expectations a little bit for Tony Pollard. 
And for the Bills, their offense hasn't really looked great, honestly. James Cook's gotten involved, which is great. Um, Josh Allen is still Josh Allen. He's still the top quarterback in the league. But their pass game has been kind of average. Stephon Diggs has not been involved. He will need to be in this game. If they want to win, which they need to, the Bills have to basically win out to get in the playoffs. So they're going to have to force feed Stephon Diggs, which is great for us. But that's really all you're going to start because Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox, I don't know if you can start them right now because they're both on the field. They're both split in touches. Knox looked great last week, but Kincaid did not. So I don't know. And Gabe Davis is too volatile. I mean, I don't. I've never really started Gabe Davis because of that. Is he going to get a long 80 yard touchdown pass? Possible. Is he going to get two targets, one catch, 13 yards? Possible. And I'm not on board with that type of volatility. So I'm really only starting James Cook, Josh Allen, and Stephon Diggs. Next up, we have the Ravens and Jaguars. This will be a really fun game as well. For the Ravens, they're playing like one of the best teams in the league right now. It's looking like it could be them and the 49ers in the Super Bowl if it started today because they're the best two teams. For the Ravens, Lamar Jackson's been playing really well. The Jaguars defense is not all that great. So you're firing up pretty much everyone you can. You're going to start Zay Flowers because he's been getting more involved. Odell's looked really good lately. He's been looking like Odell Beckham Jr. of old. Um, and you can even start Isaiah Likely. He's been getting involved. He's been basically slid right into that Mark Andrews role. And for their running backs, I don't know because Gus Edwards hasn't done much lately. Keaton Mitchell has been as involved as you would have liked. So they still need to be on rosters. Um, but I don't know if I would start them right now. If you need to, okay, maybe a flex option. But I need to see it. I need to see they get involved, get into the game get focused on maybe 10 15 touches again but right now they're kind of splitting it down the middle and justice hills involved as well so you don't really like that and then for the jaguars trevor lawrence is still dealing with that injury that ankle injury so he's fighting through it. he's playing but he has not looked great he's not comfortable and that's going to affect their game. And the Ravens' pass defense is really good. So, I mean, you might have to start Lawrence. But the expectations are very much lower than this game. Same with their pass catchers. Evan Ingram's been really paying off. So you're starting him with confidence. But Calvin Ridley and Zay Jones and Parker Washington, I don't think they're going to play well this week because the Ravens' defense is just so good. Travis Etienne, on the other hand, he's going to get involved, and the Ravens' run defense has been a little bit leaky, so you're good there. But I don't know. I think the Ravens might get up big and kind of route the Jaguars, unfortunately. This might be like a, I don't know, 35-21 to 21 game to end. I don't know. It's not going to be pretty, I think. I think the Jaguars are kind of in trouble. And the last game we have, Monday Night Football, Eagles, and Seahawks. This could be kind of fun, actually. For the Eagles, they're going to finally get a little rest, um, finally get a team that isn't top five team in the league, and I think they're going to play well. I think Hurts is going to play well, A.J. Brown, um, Devontae Smith, maybe even Dallas Goddard get involved. They'll probably try to get him involved to get him back in back in rhythm. 
Um, and maybe even DeAndre Swift, because Seahawks Stevens isn't that great. Um, DeAndre Swift might be a solid RB2 or flex option, but you're going to fire all of them up and feel good about it. For the Seahawks, this is where it gets more interesting. And more kind of, honestly, focused in on one area. So the Eagles defense, the run defense is stout. I don't think they've ever allowed an over 60-yard rusher this year. It's, it's, it's something like that. The stat's crazy. But their pass defense is very suspect. So for the Seahawks, you don't feel good about Ken Walker or Charbonnet because they're both kind of injured a little bit, not 100%, and they're split in touches. You don't like that. But you love their pass game. So DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and JSN, you should feel pretty good about starting all three of those. Maybe even Geno Smith. He has been dealing with injury, but I think he's going to give it a go. So he could be like a solid QB2, maybe a back-end QB1 for you this week against that Eagles pass defense. And you know the Seahawks are going to need to score, and they need to win. They're out of the playoffs right now. They still have a chance at it, though, so they need to win to get in. If they lose this week, they're kind of done, honestly. Um, and the Eagles are still trying to fight for that one seed, so this is going to be a very competitive game. Okay, that's enough about fantasy football. Now, let's get real. And this week, I wanted to talk about the importance of laughter and the importance of humor. Let's start with the Bible. Proverbs 17.22 says, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. A joyful heart, laughter, happiness, that's what is good medicine. And then someone who is just down and sad and not laughing, not trying to enjoy life, that's a crushed spirit and it dries up the bones. Psalms 126.2 then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the saints, The Lord has done great things for them. Job 8, 21, He will yet fill your mouth with laughter, and your lips with shouting. And I also wanted to share this quote from a fantastic movie, one of my favorite movies. I need to go watch this again. It's been a while. But Patch Adams with Robin Williams. There's a quote in there that says, humor is an antidote to all ills. And that movie focused on making these really, really sick um, patients that didn't have a lot of hope, making them laugh, because that's what laughter brings. It brings joy and it brings hope. Me, myself, I'm everywhere I go to work, every job I've had, I've been kind of the silly, funny guy that just picks on people and tries to make them laugh telling a lot of dad jokes, honestly. And um, it's just really good to put a smile on someone's face, to bring them laughter, to bring them just a little bit of joy and happiness. I do that everywhere I can go because whenever you're feeling really hurt, sad, or depressed, whenever you laugh, whenever you grin, put a little smile on your face, that's the catalyst sometimes to get you out of that. I know me, myself, whenever I've had a really rough situation or a rough day, what I want to do is I want to laugh. When I laugh, that's the trajectory to get me out of that funk, get me out of that depressed state. So if you're struggling right now, just laugh. Find find something funny to watch or to listen to. 
um, or find someone that can make you laugh. Or if you're like me and you enjoy humor, enjoy making people laugh, find someone. If they're hurting, um, try to see if you can make them laugh. That might help them feel a little better and be the um, catalyst, like I mentioned, to get them out of that kind of sad state, get them happy again, and get them enjoying things again. They'll, they'll thank you for that. Um, laughter is just very important in life. You need to laugh. I know my, I know for a fact that God has a sense of humor because whenever you're going through something and you say, and you see something happen, you say to yourself, oh, I, I'm never going to do that. That's never going to happen to me. And the second you say that, that's when it happens. It, it's, it's just part of life. I know God has a sense of humor. He created us. We have humor. He created us in his image. So you know he has a sense of humor, so he utilize humor. It's really beneficial in life. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining this week. Um, if you have any questions on any fantasy football topics or anything, just come to our website, fantasyfootballcu.com. Join our free public forums. I'd love to answer any questions or even pray for you. We have a section for prayer requests. Prayer is very important. Um, and we also have a lot of courses. We have a sale going on right now, 25% off of anything until the end of the year for a Christmas sale. So if you're looking into next year, maybe you missed the playoffs, or maybe you were interested in fantasy this year and you just didn't decide to do it, you just didn't know enough, you can get into our 25% off sale this year. The code is on the website. Um, join in on one of the one of the courses and learn a lot about fantasy football so you can prepare for next year. God bless you guys. Thank you for joining in. We will see you next week.